got five minutes to spare? No worries. This is The Wrap. It's Saturday, April 8, and if you're keen to hear the bulk of technology's news in Australia as quickly as possible, you're in the right place. This is The Wrap. And this week, The Wrap is all about TVs and security, because pretty much the news this week has kind of been about that. So let's start with the world of TVs, because this week, Kogan made an announcement regarding Australia's least expensive curved 4K TV, releasing a 65-inch Ultra HD TV with a slight curve in its design for $1,199. That's $1,199, not $11.99. This isn't an action figure for your kids here. Now, the TV won't come with smarts or much in the way of modern connectivity outside of four HDMI ports, but it does come with a low price tag, which is something a lot of people will probably jump at. And if that $11.99, again, $1,199 price tag sounds like it's too good to be true, well, it might be just a little, with Kogan changing the price to $1,399 later on, where it competes with TVs running from a grand to close to 2300 And that'll make the competition really interesting, especially with rivals like Hisense announcing its own TVs for the Australian market recently too. A little more premium, Hisense is looking to throw its hat into the ring of quantum dot technology, a concept that uses little crystals in the screen to enhance the colour, and it's something Samsung, Sony and LG have all been relying on for at least a year. Hisense is trying that for its own TVs this year, attacking the high-end part of the market with 75-inch TVs from $7,999. Its smaller TVs won't get that crystal color increase, but it could make spending really interesting in the upper echelon of the market, especially as the big boys compete for around the $10,000 mark and higher. In fact, this week Samsung let journos and the general public go eyes on with its new QLED TVs ahead of the release in retail, and while the prices can be a little on the high side, the imagery is also spectacular, with really bright, vivid colors and totally dynamic visuals. In the TV world, the organic technology that is OLED, a tech championed by LG and this year added by Sony, is often seen as the best around. But this year's TVs that aren't OLED could give the OLED technology a run for its money, with just as impressive visuals relying on quantum dot-based LED, not just the organic stuff. Still, we're going to suggest the one thing we keep suggesting, and that's auditioning. In case you don't really know what that means, we're basically telling you to go see it for yourself and spend time in front of the TVs when you're looking to buy because the reality is everyone has different eyes and that's going to mean a very different experience when it's time to plonk down that cash. Now plonking down cash on things is great but not everyone wants to spend on the latest gadgets. In the world of PCs there are gamers keen to experience Nintendo's latest Switch console on their computers with the help of a piece of software called an emulator because well in theory it could potentially save you a lot of money by emulating that console on a computer, like say a Windows or a Mac. There's only one catch. There is no Nintendo Switch emulator. Far from it, actually, because game emulators tend to take a few years to make, because they're made by fans and people keen to actually experience these things on their computer. And, well, a month into the launch of the Switch, we're obviously not quite there yet. But that's not going to stop cybercriminals from being a little dodgy and trying to convince you otherwise because that's the new scam going around, telling anxious and keen gamers that if they want to install a Nintendo Switch emulator and play something like Zelda Breath of the Wild on their laptop, they just need to click on a file for Mac or Windows PC and install. Except no. So much no. All of the no. So much no you wonder if no still means no. And guess what? No still means no. While the fake emulator is 
pretty much using you to make money for a few cyber criminals, it could do more later on, and that's the problem. There's an idea or a possibility of ransomware further down the track. There's possibilities of Trojans. This is bad stuff. Because, so right now, if you want to play the new Zelda, you're going to need to buy the Switch or borrow it from a friend you really like or don't. Maybe you don't like them. Maybe you just want to use them for their console. Hey, maybe you just want to play it in-store on one of those in-store displays until the clerk kicks you out. We've all been there so many times. Oh, so many depressing times. One more bit of random news this week, and it comes in the form of a phone. And if you've ever visited Pickup, well, you know how obsessed we are with these things. Hell, most people tend to be, so it's not just us. But we are obsessed. It's true. Finishing up this week, Alcatel showed off a phone that comes up with a neat trick. You know how you get two cameras on the back of the iPhone 7 Plus and on the back of the Huawei Mate 9 and a lot of other camera phones, actually, in general? Well, Alcatel's Flash will give you two on the back and then two on the front, just in case you want double the selfie and double the standard photos. Two cameras on each side is unusual and potentially a world first, with the flash delivering a grand total of four cameras and a body that also comes with a 10-core processor, something we actually haven't seen in Australia as of yet either. That said, the specs don't look terribly amazing, at least not for our market, and if it even arrives, it will do so with an older edition of Google's Android. Right now, there's no word on whether Alcatel will even make the Flash available to Australia, with Saudi Arabia the first place where this one is expected. But hey, if we just jab Alcatel enough with our pick a cattle prod, which we have somewhere along here, I, I know I left it somewhere, well, they might, there's someone that might actually listen. And if not, we'll just keep jabbing them, waiting till next week to see if our jabbing does anything else. It might annoy them. We'll just jab a little bit harder then. Jab is not a euphemism for anything, okay? Let's just get that out of the way. Tune in next week for a little more news you might have missed as we wrap the week in as close to five minutes as we can with a side serving of Analysis 2. Take care, and we'll see you then. <laughs>